Bobcast with Old Babygate, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. Hello, and welcome back to the Maryland Bobcast. Very excited tonight. We have Alex. Alex, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm well. How's the first week of school going for you? Second week? Uh, first week. First no week. complaints yet, other than the fact that uh, all meetings are pointless, and I just want to plan. Meetings suck. I would agree with that. Jake, we got Jake from uh, El Paso. How you doing, man? What's up? I'm doing good. Um, glad to be back with you guys. I like your kit there. What are you wearing? It is the goalkeeper kit. Finally arrived. Nice this year. The splatter. The uh, yeah, blue has and that, green stripey. Has that, nice I don't splatter. know that that's gotten worn in game yet, has it? Um, I think Felix has worn it. Okay. I think that's true. I think that's true. There I would bet my left nut on it, but maybe my right one. <laughs> I'd bet Mike's left nut on it. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. We can go All bet right. in each other's nuts now. Uh, so speaking of kit drops, the USMNT kit drop. I'm going to be sick. I don't so here's, here's my hot take. With, with the blue socks – the white kit is acceptable as a warm-up. I would be fine with it if it was just a warm-up. It's so plain. They're both <clears throat> so plain. Also, Nike, weird. how did Nike ruin tie-dye? I think it was U.S. soccer that ruined both of those things, is what I've heard of the rumors. Because Nike is capable of designing a, a, a kit, and U.S. Well, soccer why would Nike would have to say finalized. Which, to finalize... Those two is – it's just garbage and everybody knew it. Maybe Twitter is a toxic place but – There's no um, way that Nike is is putting their name on that without that being their top choice. I would hope so. I would hope so. And, and, and but, but yeah, and I feel bad for whoever designed this right now is feeling so low because they're probably like you – know, they, they submitted it. They're like, these jerseys look great, clean, <laughs> professional – they're it's just gonna old. go play in traffic. It's it's got to be like a team working on these, which makes it makes it even worse because it's like, how did a group of people let this get out? Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing, and especially for our young, flashy squad. Everybody knows it's garbage. Everybody that likes soccer in America knows that the kits are trash. One of the it. one of the kind of looks like Japan. Really. Yeah. Maybe maybe, I, maybe the white one has a chance of looking good on. It is possible. So, so I got to see if I can find it. But somebody posted on Twitter a picture of the white kit. And instead of having standard numbering on the front, they had that super old school red circle with the number inside of it that was on one of the previous white kits. Mm. And it was enough of something added to the front of the kit that it looked – not so bad, but it was it still like without anything on it. It's just a white shirt with a with a a neckline. The VW sponsored the front of jersey, but there's no front of jersey sponsor. Is there front of jersey sponsors allowed in? It's in a so it's a only for warm ups. Hmm. It's they a front of jersey for the warm ups and for friendlies. Interesting. Because yeah, I know I know uh, the Irish the Irish team has a. Uh, the Chelsea sponsorship, that three or whatever, 
<clears throat> they wear that. What's Brighton's? Brighton is – I should know this, but I don't. I can picture it kind of. Come back to it. We'll, yeah. uh, we got enough Bobcats to talk about. There's there's a ton. There's a ton to talk about. First wait, of all, do we want to start? Wait, do we want to start with the Bobcat fact, or do you want to end with the Bobcat fact? Oh, if you got if you want to shoot a Bobcat fact off the cuff right now, I think it's a good spot to do it. So, so first Bobcat fact is that they do not stick to a single den in their lifetime. They have a natal den where the birth happens, but from there on out, they constantly move from den to den. Wow. Sort of like. Jay Saba and Evan have taken the Bobcats from league to league, hopefully sticking in their den in Nisa for a smidge of time longer. I agree. The the teams in Nisa still need Nisa to like grow for one more year and see what happens. That's a beautiful Bobcat fact. And the fact that you tied it into the Bobcats, this guy, like this guy. So we got uh we got some questions now too. And I also did want to throw out that Davey fucking Mason's coming on the podcast soon. All right. Yep. Yep, he's agreed and we'll have to just find the right time, but let's go for these questions, Alex. So, we're, so we're starting hot with some questions. Okay. So let's fire that's first, what I want to do. I want to fire away at these questions. Yeah, so let's start with the doom and gloom. Okay. Um Giovanni, uh one of our good friends of the podcast and a member of the Old Bay Brigade wants to know where do the Bobcats go if Nisa does, in fact, fold after this season or next? What are you thinking, Mike? I mean, there's two options. They either go down to the amateur ranks into a well-organized league where they then save a bunch of money, or they continue to go pro, and the only options at this point are USL League One, honestly, and then uh, National Soccer League is probably <laughs> number two. But. Oof. That's why I, I, I am like you. I want to I see Nisa stick around, and I do think it will. We talked about it before the podcast a little bit. Us three agree that Nisa's around for another, le- another year. they got enough teams involved. So another year in Nisa is good for the Bobcats as an independent club. Mm-hmm. Okay, next uh, we have a series of questions here. Um, the first one from Edwin Pintor is going to Jake. Jake, the question is, how far do you see the Bobcats going this uh, postseason? Where do you see I, it ending? I, I want to go back to that last one. I know I know you guys had like the, the hopeful Nisa take, and I guess I have to be the heel okay. and make my opinion public. I, I want Bobcats to go to USL League One. I I want them to be on ESPN plus. I want them to have solid teams that they're gonna play against in a league that seems extremely secure. There's a USL team here in town, and I understand. I, I wanted Nisa to succeed too, and, and in a way I still do, but I I just – like I, I love Maryland Bobcats, and I want to see like a lot of stability, and I think the, the reach that USL has, I think that would do wonders for the club. Wow. That's true. That's, That's very so true. Eloquently put. Yeah, um, I that. The – as far as how far the Bobcats can go um, – this actually came before I got to ask you guys the question and it's been bugging me and I've been trying to check Twitter, but I'm easily distracted by memes and whatnot. How the hell does this playoff picture work? Please, someone okay. to me. So um, the table, this, this will give us a quick chance to talk about the table. So now we are in a single table format. 
We have returned back to the single table. We with eight clubs existing. So the the setup is points per game. So if the um, if Cal United has fourteen games played, thirty five points score uh, earned total, two point five PPG. Chattanooga sits in second at one point eight. 1.73 for Albion, 1.6 for Michigan, 1.38 for Maryland, 1.06 for Syracuse. So it throws things off a lot, but it really, really shakes up the playoff picture. It's in a fun way, too. I think the reorganization was very necessary for the competitiveness of the league. Yeah. So, I mean, there could be a lot of crazy. Like, if if Albion wins this weekend – and Chattanooga drops their match on the fourth against Cal United. Mm. Albion takes the the second seed and gets the bye. Albion looks solid against the Albion Bobcats. goes in Diacate, well. man. Diacate has been a monster. He's the and Mailey Milano has been sending stuff up to him. <clears throat> so Is he the transplant from New Amsterdam? Uh that's Mailey Milango. Malongo, okay. So you've also got like you've got Michigan Stars hanging on, but Michigan Stars, I mean, they go up against LA Force this weekend. LA Force loses against Albion and loses against Michigan. Michigan could possibly overtake Chattanooga this weekend. You know, it's funny too that LA Force still has a chance, right? Because 1.06 for the pulse and then 0.92 yeah. for force. Like that's still uh-huh. sounds within striking range. It is within striking range. The only, the only team that has been um, essentially disqualified at this point are our good, sad little friends out in Rochester, yep. flower city. Get a little participation trophy for good job on your social media. <coughs> around. Here's a garbage plate. Now go the fucking up on. <laughs> It's just been so fun to to park down at the Plex and just stomp the flowers. It's yeah. nice. So yeah, Jake, it's a it's a mess, but it's our mess. <laughs> I mean, it's it'll be fine. There's just going to be some toss ups. There could possibly, if shit bounces the way it could, we could be looking at possibly a West Coast playoff. Yeah. Could be we could be looking at Albion mm. and Cal in the top two, and could be LA into a into a three or four seed by then. You know, I really, really now that I have it pulled up on the screen, love the single table. No, I need I you know to shut traveling, up. Traveling and, and and the night suggested too that they shorten the season and just do a home and home. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea because then they could throw like a cup, do the home and home, and then throw a cup in there somehow I mean, you have enough games you I, I think you could add a cup you could make you could expand the you could expand the season with local amateur clubs i like that too you yeah, could like intersperse you, uh, the season with friendlies like i mean it, friendlies it, though don't draw as much you need to like but if i mean you something. mean to tell me if they put steel pulse christos those kind of club, like those clubs, drop into the plex once in a while. Uh, I mean, it's much it more. Fun hurt. It doesn't top. hurt. I agree. I agree. And I and and you know, squeaky wheel here. I would love to see Nisa try to do promotion 
it would just I know it's hard and we've talked about the factors behind why it's hard, but if they could figure out how to do promotion for hallucination, it would be Yeah. It's all awesome. it's all about whether clubs can afford it. Yep. Yeah. And and like you said a couple episodes ago, they need centralized funds to be able to do that. Yeah. And they they would need to have some way to support the clubs and let's be real, the the league right now doesn't even seem to have the the stuff to support their own. They need to find a way to make it cheaper to participate in the league and you know east coast west coast is an easier way to do that for sure but clubs i mean it's been a scary year let's let's be honest we're talking about whether nice is going to survive or not and it's a lot of good reasons for that which which sucks but let's move on to the next question because we okay went rabbit hole there next question oh, from edwin is... let's hear let's hear out jake oh, sorry jake the the are we are we doing the how far do we think we're gonna go Yes, sorry, oh, we never actually did hit that. Let's hit that. Yeah. yeah. So we've we've beaten Cal United, we've tied Chattanooga. Uh, playoffs, anything can happen. I I think this club is super talented, and they haven't lived up to it as much as I thought they would this season. But like you see, I mean, shoot, what was it? Uh, was a UMB, UMBC beat Virginia that year in the tournament. So it's like yeah. you can you can have these upsets. The team is fully capable of it. Best keeper in the league. I think I think we could go pretty damn far. It's only a three game stretch. So and and Jay said it back at the start of the season. I was talking with him before the first match, and I said, "What do you see happening?" And he said, "Getting through the season is one thing. Staying in playoff contention." He said, the playoffs, if all our men are healthy, we go the distance. It's a bold claim. I, I like what we've got on the field. I'm yeah. seeing, I'm seeing specific players really, really hone in on their play, really, really open up the field. And you're seeing other teams get really, really tired. Cal struggled through that game in Maryland. Chattanooga got put to the wall by Maryland. Chattanooga also got beat last night by an amateur club. While they didn't not dress their full uh, squad, yeah. that's still an amateur squad rolling in and putting their foot on your throat. And, Kinda, although it and, isn't. Well, so also the other thing that like I don't understand because whatever, but there was a bunch of there was a bunch of chatter on there because at the end of the first half, Chattanooga score line two to zero, Metro Louisville walking off the pitch, keeper through some kind of comment or threat or or statement towards a towards a line judge, line judge red carded him, kicked him out of the game. Oh shit. Chattanooga went in and said, you can still play with 11 men. You don't have to play down. And sure. in the second half, Metro Louisville scored three straight goals real fucking quick. Oh, <laughs> nice. <clears throat> That's a thing. That's a thing. It the competition it. level in the country could be realized with the right strategic moves by Nisa. And, and, and I understand it's not the same as them getting beat by – or them playing a, a top-notch club. It's not the same as them putting a full field or to full team on the field, but that still is on their heads. 
That's up here. I mean, they look. What are the, how many? What's their last couple games? They've been very. What are they? They winless for the last five, I believe. That's not good at all. Let me see. Or maybe all I know is that he was in Richard Forka's pocket. Last yeah. last win was last win was against us. Little Taylor Gray. So it was tied to Bobcats, tied to Stars, lost to Pulse, lost to Cal United, and then beat us three zero. That's that's not a good run for the uh, the old Chattis. And their their supportership is going fucking ape shit. Oh, yeah. on social right, we media. got more questions, though. Let's keep firing these questions, baby. So if Maryland were to host – another one from Edwin, by the way. If Maryland were to host an Open Cup match, would you want to see them go up against an amateur side or a professional team like USLC? I'm all USLC. The, the uh, exposure, unbeatable. You, you want that. You want that on ESPN if possible. Yeah. That's the night we move everybody to the far side? Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm this still weak on the other side. And then, like, I think the camera seeing a crowd would be motivation for the rest of the league to be like, oh, because all the camera angles have no crowd at all. They're, like, yeah, even the crowd. Even when you talk about Chattanooga with 3,000 people showing up, looks like you, no don't see a, you don't see a soul. I know. It's a shame. It's a crowd. Okay. Uh, move the cameras. What are you thinking, Jake? Um, I'm just hoping that locomotive doesn't end up playing them because that would be really weird if I had to travel there. That'd be fun. You'd be you'd be really disappointed. No, I'd um, be happy either yeah. way. Let you guys on in on a little secret. Don't tell my El Paso friends. I mean, I already have the tattoo, but I'd be wearing Bobcats gear probably. Uh, okay. So. Oh, when's you, the Bobcats wait, a, tattoo coming then? You'll wait, the do you have a Bobcats one. tattoo? No, I have a locomotive uh, tattoo. When's the Bobcats yeah. one coming then, buddy? <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll say it here right now. And, uh, you know, um, Jay, if you're listening, if you guys win, if you guys lift that trophy, I will get a Bobcats tattoo. Wow. Wow. Deal. Okay. Okay. I like that tattoo in line. There's a virtual you in, handshake. You, between you the in this? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the two drinks too, that seals the deal. What's the next okay. question? It'll be, it'll be <clears throat> MBFC tramp stamp. With two paws on the butt cheeks. <laughs> I'm not no, gonna think of that part. I was thinking <laughs> of Evan. Funny. Just a just a picture of Evan. Yeah, there we go. Dude, last <laughs> Davey, this week, have that Davy fucking Mason on your left butt cheek. If he scores the winner, <laughs> DFM. In the finals. In the finals. Yeah. <laughs> in the um, by the way, just a quick aside, I'm real sorry, Evan, but someone in the stands from uh, Chattanooga loudly said that they feel like you look like an angry women's soccer coach. That Who was is this? Somebody from Chattanooga in their section next to us was like, man, that guy looks like an angry women's coach. That's a very – Evan was just like – Evan just runs around like a banshee. <laughs> it's because he does everything. Yeah. Well, so he's he's a, a point point on everything. Now, now they got Kalen involved in the game day ops, which is nice. And little Brendan – what is it? Brendan Malarkey? Something like that. Something like that. So I've got one coming up for – I've got one coming up for Jake and one coming up for uh, for Mike. So, Jake, yours. What's one position you think the Bobcats should be looking for this offseason? Um, I want to answer this as well. You can hand it off to Mike if you want and you can have the last one. I'm trying to think. 
okay, since since we've been playing sort of with like a, it seems like a like a two striker tandem and almost sort of drifting, I would think that I think attacking midfield might be the next thing to upgrade. Like Amo, Amo does well when he goes deep, but I like the idea of him being that second striker where he can roam and he can still yeah. be higher up. I think someone that can go deep, that can take over that deeper role for him, I think would be amazing for us. Someone that can bring the ball in, penetrate between lines, and then get the ball to Amo, and then Amo can get the ball to like someone like Balogun. I don't hate that. The pass, hockey assist, the pass before the pass. I think that's what's lacking. I, I, yeah, I like uh, I like Balogun up top actually, and Amo's playing out of position out on that right wing. He's more of a natural striker, which I would think Amo is good enough where other teams are maybe looking at him from higher divisions. And then, I, well, you know, it is what it is. Espinal <laughs> on the left wing's a lock. I love Espinal. He's Yes, he is probably absolutely. the most consistent player for the Bobcats, and that ball into Clegg was just beautiful, and that's what he does all season long. So I, I like I like Balion and and Espinal, Amo. He's a striker, so I could see him going because it kind of clashes, and I think he's good enough where he maybe moves on. But I think we have to I, improve the back line. Um, just gonna go ahead and set it, like not improve it necessarily. The players that are there. Are solid. I just want consistency. Younger players to push them for minutes. I just want consistency. Yeah. I I said I want to I want to see consistency. I mean, Forca shut down Taylor Gray for ninety straight minutes on Mm -hmm. Saturday. That it shouldn't be a what's going to happen this week with the defense. It should be a the defense is going to manhandle. I think that Wivel has actually brought in – I think he's been playing so incredibly well, and I think, think yeah. he brought, brings a lot to the field with the way that he is able to break lines with his passing. I've been really honestly impressed with, with, with the way Wivel has contributed as of late. He also has been contributing a lot to the club as a whole with their – in regards to their youth organization. He's coaching their one of their youth teams – I heard and that, I mean, like, nine. They're up to nine teams. Nine different That's teams. Legit. Yeah, Good it's pretty them. pretty cool. Non nine nonprofit clubs. Nine pro. Yeah, they're nonprofit as well. You know, shout out to the Bobcats for the youth development. That's why we're in it. That's why we care about the club. So the final question comes from uh, some random fucker in Rochester who changes his username every two days. A Rochester, and, New York FC. Depending buddy. on on what he's into, um, a good old Rhinos boy. Um, a member of what I believe are the North Star Ultras, an ultra for a for a a building a BMLS team. Next but, Pro. but so, will you guys be mad or sad when the Bobcats join MLS Next Pro after Nisa Folks? That was his I, question. I got this, Mike. Can you put in like the Jamaican horn sound right here where it's like na 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 and then someone goes nerd alert. <laughs> get, get the hell out of here. No one wants that. No one wants it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I don't want to mean... watch a club that's building go into a league that's literally there to just ship players into the MLS. 
Yeah, we're not we're not we're not your minor league team. No, we're not your yeah, academy. Yeah. I'm not uh, looking looks- for. I'm not looking for an El Paso Chihuahuas, an Aberdeen Ironbirds, a Bowie Bay Sox. Yep. I'm not looking for the Trenton Thunder, not, a Lakewood Blue Claws. I'm not looking for Davey Mason to play for a week until he's healthy to go to the next team. Right. That's I don't want that. And it's you know, not I world think soccer. It's not the way I, the world fucking does soccer in organization. US is the only fucking place where soccer is organized this way and it's stupid. It's time for us to get more in line with the world's game and with the way it's available on television and, and such. Yeah, fuck MLS Next Pro. And fuck you, Rochester, New York, FC. Hope you're relegated to MLS, MLS less than Next Pro. MLS. And I hope Jamie gets diarrhea. <laughs> on to the dude. Mrs. The Rainey. dude looks like uh, the Rochester version of Eminem's character from 8 Mile. So <laughs> nice. and he keeps and he keeps going after the the Flower City Union and I don't love Flower City Union don't get me wrong but they're trying real hard give them the chance Flower City yeah, Union like a, versus Rochester New York FC would be a great game set it up we'd drive out there for that that should be the garbage ball garbage plate trophy just have an iron wooden, garbage plate good old Good old wooden spoon, baby. But little minor league club, they don't care. They're just ready to funnel on players to the next uh, – till the closed BMLS. Yeah. Okay. So let's ship on to these games Violent. now. We got we got a lot of games to talk about. Yep. So we've got the Bobcats literally ripping the stamen off the Flower City Union. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got goals from Wibble at seven minutes, Darwin at 54 and 77, and two goals from Boone at 57 and 58. Boone, nice now, contribution there. That was a wild game to watch live. It was active in the stands from both sides. There was a good, I wouldn't say good, but an acceptable traveling population from uh, Rochester. A good amount of people, but not good people. Um, So the, the, the onslaught that happened between minutes 54 and 59 was nuts. They kicked every burner on. Um, Joseph Boone was absolutely bonkers. Um, back to back with just reckless abandon. You talk about I, him up front too, because now there's two options at at striker that very much like there. I like the big bodies, you know. So hear me out. I don't uh, like. I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. I don't know if it's coming from above or if it's coming from Sylvan Rostello, but the Bobcats just keep signing more people. Their roster yes. is massive. So and heard, the same players never go out on the pitch. I've heard some whispers that the roster will be trimmed next year. Cause there is something like, th- I think it's, I want to say 32, maybe more like, Noah Wright is a top-notch player. I haven't seen him on the pitch in a while, I don't uh-huh. think. You've got you've got Joseph Boone that has these gigantic chunks of, of scoring. You've got Balogun that should be a top-notch guy in the front every single game. Also, Balogun is huge. Huge. Oh, he's mad. We, after the match, I was moving some of our stadium skins into storage. And we ran into him back behind the plex. He is a mass of a man. Huh. He looks like it out on the field too, and he uses his body well. I actually also, really love the Balogun signing. 
If either of you would like a game-worn player kit that has not been washed, there's a big box of them in the storage, and I will get you one. Really? Yes. You didn't hear yes. that? I'd love one. Can you give me like a, like a smaller one, like one of the smaller players? Can Can I jump in here real quick? The I know we're talking about Boone or whatever. That that first goal, like I don't know if you you geezers use TikTok at all, but there's that that sound click that oh lord when he hit that ball. That's what I heard in my head. It was like holy shit, that was a great goal. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a goal, um, and it came at a really good time. I mean, to to start off with a hot hot foot, hot hand in the dice game as uh, was that Rick James. What I said, Dave Chappelle's, uh, Dave Chappelle's Rick James. No, no, that was no. the uh, Newport sketch when they get yes. reparations. Yes. Yeah, he's like got the. Now lens. Oh no, the no, richest no. man in the world. No, was, yeah. How, how'd you become the richest man in the world? Hot hand in the dice game. Uh, I have. Uh, <laughs> let me real quick. Yeah, that that ball when he kicked it, it doesn't rise, it doesn't bounce. It stays at like two feet for like thirty yards. Yeah. It's the freakiest shot I've ever seen. That that was so awesome. So this was a gift. Speaking of Chappelle, this is a gift to me last Christmas. It's a forty koozie, <laughs> um, and it's got the uh, Tyrone Biggums on the front of it. Mm-hmm. From, you got uh, old E in there. Some old when English. She, when she uh, when, when the teacher lets that? him come in and speak to the kids. And he's like, she gives him the money. He's like, thanks, teacher, bitch. You know, you know how dog food tastes? Just like it smells. Delicious. You know, it's, I had a, uh, a skateboarding video back when I was in high school. And I was actually really good at skateboarding, like handrails and shit. Do a kick. And uh, oh. the, the, song, the, the name of the video is called Delicious. It's on YouTube. Delicious YouTube. Oh. Mike Steen's just skateboarding. There's some shit Oh, that's what I'm doing tonight. Guess I'm not sleeping. That's good. Wait, you're you're in the clips? Oh yeah, man. I was uh you know, I was sponsored locally by a local board yeah. company. But yeah, I was good at skateboarding. I quit all formal sports for skateboarding and surfing and snowboarding, honestly. My whole high school I was good at sports. But then I quit freshman year and I was like, fuck it. I like skateboarding. Already found it, so if you want it, Jake, I'll send it to you. There's no sound in that one on there because YouTube took the sound off. But if you type in Mike Steen's skateboarding, there's some shit. So, yeah. So, Joseph Boone had an incredible night. Darwin had an incredible night. So, one of their players on the field uh, seemingly did not have shin guards on. His socks were extremely low, and it didn't seem uh, like he was wearing them. Jordan Salen, um, number eight. He's a midfielder. He was fine with it. He was joking back with us. And his family took extreme offense to the fact that we were calling him out and immediately started throwing around slurs and foul language and slurs? Tor- and yeah. And uh what were kind of slurs? at us. So we kinda like I I kinda went down and I was like, Hey, like we warned them before the match. We were like, We're gonna sit here and play drums and sing and chant and yell the whole match. You have a newborn you probably shouldn't sit right here. And they were like, no, we'll be fine. So it was one dude who just continued to, to run his mouth. And our guys up in the front tried to kind of like quell it with some humor. And then halftime came and went. And with like 20 minutes left, they 
they drop the F slur at uh, one of our at Christian, and Uh-oh. then and then one of our other members who is part of the LGBTQ community said something, and the guy made another comment with the slur at that person. Boo, um, and I was. That. I was in a situation where I had to go get security or I was going to be arrested. Well, that's so that was a, that was a weird end to the evening, but they did stand out in the parking lot and threaten us until we left, which was cool. I mean, they live in New Jersey. Couldn't get worse for them. God, you know, my hometown (laughs) just laying a turd at the sportsplex. There's good Jersey people out there. I I promise. (laughs) Like Tony (laughs) Soprano. Like Tony Soprano. That's no, it. like uh, who do we got here? Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next Jack up, Nicholas. Albion, uh, the loss at Albion. Um, Davies' first professional goal, um, which was a studly goal, um, and then some messy offsides calls near the end. Yes, that was awful officiating, um, something we should be used to by now, but um, – that that game was frustrating in the fact where it was like we went up, you get the dopamine, and then it slowly pulled out of your brain as they they just they took the lead or they tied and then they took the lead. It was just that was a frustrating match. Yeah, it was a that was a rough one. That was a rough one to ride out. Um, but I thought it was it was a fun game to watch though. It was pretty it was fun. A, um, it was a very winnable game. I mean, D, don't get me wrong. Diakate is an incredible player, and Maley Malongo is an incredible player. Um, they set up two excellent goals. They played um, well. They deserve to I win that see, game, Albion. I can see exactly where the official didn't call that offsides, but the rule, the actual rule, does not support that call. You know, so it, it would have been something that like probably went to VAR and probably didn't get overturned. Because how can you nah, call? Nah, that might have been overturned. I, how I'm can sure that you decide? How can you decide whether a player went for a ball to play it, or was just in front of it? Because that's the rule. Did did uh, was it Forca? Uh, I th- I think it might have been Forca. It did it careen off of him, or did it? Did he play it? It was probably Yaya on the left side, right? Or on the uh, yeah, on the left, because it was on the close yeah. side to the camera, right? Yes, it was. But I don't know. I mean, way, it looked it offside a, to me. Yeah. Uh, but human error, sideline judges. It is what it is, and and that's the thing. You we soccer, had, so. and as shitty as the officiating has been, if if human error is allowed to prevail, it prevails. Uh huh. Yep. So. Yep. So it was disappointing after that that they did not get to see Bay Cities. And like the yeah. Knights have said, Bay Cities collapse was all sad for for Nisa fans in general just because they looked, they appeared to be a club that, you know, they were competitive on the field. They had a nice owner. Players were all of solid background. So to see it, them skip out of the league in addition to Value United, yeah, sucked. Yeah, it was a it was a – it was a crappy end of that. Yeah. Is Bay Cities because Oakland Roots? Remember they left right, and then they had the the ownership dispute between the two guys, and one of them left. Is that the club he formed, or did he form a different club? Oh, let's find out. 
I don't know. Sounds possible. Sounds I, think, I think Dan Vaughn interviewed him or something like that about what was going on with that Oakland Roots, the the t-shirt company. Like the town or something the like that. The t-shirt company. <laughs> they came out. I remember when they came out with that stained glass jersey and I was like, man, that's freaking sick. And then they do nothing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we got some money. Let's get out of here. Yeah. So it doesn't look like the Bobcats, the uh, huh? that Mormon temple on 270. Hilarious. Little, uh, Wait, what? Do you want a Mormon temple inspired Bobcats? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Is that what I you do, just said? Because on 270, when you drive down that road and you see, uh, you know, what, what's that uh, Dorothy big, quote? Big Dorothy. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. It's, like, it's like wild obvious on 20, 270. Does the. Would the kit come with magic underwear? What's it magic might. underwear? Uh, maybe, maybe we should move off. <laughs> maybe. Mike's nervous now because we're crossing into real weird territory. No, no, I'm not nervous at all. Rooster and Mike's, the, Rooster and Mike's the Devil podcast, and Rooster and Dylan have always been into this. Shut down. I'll, I'll, I'll change the subject. I've had this idea in my head for a kit. And when when I think of the DMV, like I think of my, my grandfather and all the adventures I had with him in that city. And the main thing I think about is because we rode the Metro. Mm. They need oh, yeah. to put that Metro map on a kit. That's that would big. look so fucking cool. I want that kit. Yeah. So there was – like the, the alternate goalkeeper kit was almost not the same thing by any leap, but it was the same kind of look to it. It was actually the layout of the Underground Railroad. Yeah. And it was the Underground Railroad – in silhouette on the kit that was a That's really cool. really cool this is the only thing i love that kit you've got on but there were so many cool like meaningful really deep connection things that were put up that didn't get picked because i mean if you want to sell kits to a larger audience you make a flashy kit you don't make something that means something right like yeah like somebody yeah. from california is not buying that yellow kit because it's covered in the Maryland flag, they buy that splash goalkeeper kit because it's flashy. And you look wonderful in it, Jake. I think You're this one beat, I think this one beat the one I was rooting for. Yeah, there were some cool ones. There were cool ones. Yeah, I'd almost like to go back and look at them. So you've got uh, next up is the Chattanooga match. Um, that was last weekend, and congratulations to Evan and Jay and the entire Maryland Bobcats organization. They broke that 1,000-seat ceiling. Nice. Um, I believe the total ticket sales were at 1244, and the total attendance was at 1084. Nice. Yeah, happy to, to break that K. That's nice. Yeah. How was the atmosphere was a, in there? Was it, fun? it was a good crowd. It was a really nice crowd. Um, it it stifles us when we like when the old Bay Brigade likes the coach of the other team and doesn't have somebody they hate um, because there's two things that the old Bay Brigade does well it's get really angry and get really obnoxious mm-hmm. so like we I love Rod Underwood he's awesome he is so much fun to interact with. He was great. We were going back and forth with him all night, all night. But he's not somebody we'd say, like, 
sexually assault like Anders Perez. <laughs> Do I have to cut? Jesus Christ. Se- sorry, <laughs> sexually harass him. <laughs> Anders, you look wonderful that in, in that sweater. I know you didn't mean it. <laughs> Although that's pretty deep. It's a deep cut. Can just put a disclaimer here? Yeah. I, was, I, always throw, like the e. I throw the E on every episode. Because why not? Because it might go there. And I don't mind having it on there. Don't children yeah. are listening to the Bobcast. Except Henry. Henry's Henry. Oh yeah, you weren't at that match. Oh, like the other ones. Mm. Shaking, shaking <laughs> my head at you. I You're so that. close to the plex yet so far for away. Not coming to Chattanooga, and I've never been to a Chattanooga match. It was a fun time. We had a good. It was a good time. There was a solid volume of Chattanooga fans. Um, they had a good group of their close supporters that have come up for the last couple of games. Um, it was fun. Get along well with them. There was no issues after the match. We uh, shared a brewski with Coach Rostello and Richard Forca. Nice. A oh, Forca came out. Yeah. The uh, so when I was when I was running the social media, I keep getting updated. That is, dude, you have turned that account into like the busiest Twitter account I've ever seen. Just <laughs> nonstop while I'm trying to tweet about the game, and then but there was one that I saw that popped up on the feed where you told some fans, I'm pretty sure you were kidding with them, but you were like, wow, you can't sit with us now or something like that to some chat. Oh, yeah, it was, um, it was, so they are Chattanooga fans that live in Maryland oh. that come out to all the games and sit with us in their, in their old Bay Brigade kits. Ah, okay. And then I told them you can't sit with us this time. Cause last time Chattanooga was in town, it was literally just me in the soccerplex with 12 of them. And we all sat in one section in a big pile. <laughs> we I had a Chattanooga flag and a Maryland flag next to each other at no. that game. Alex, the fearless leader. Good for you. I, I like those guys. Like yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I have utmost respect for them. Like it's sort of the same thing with DCFC with like that that level of obviously Chattanooga is not as high in success as DCFC, but it's like they're they're a solid club. They have a huge following, all the respect in the world for them, and they aren't annoying. Yeah. So, whereas DCFC gets a little frustrating. I have to get my shots in. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of these two clubs isn't anno- isn't a bunch of annoying assholes. <laughs> all right, Alex, are we on uh, upcoming? So we are on to upcoming. So the Maryland schedule from here on out. Was there six more games? Something like that. Uh, it's going to be a, a tight ride on the way out for Maryland. So you've got Syracuse on Sunday, September 11th. You've got a home match against LA Force at the Soccerplex on Wednesday, September 14th. I will see you there, Mike. You've got an away game uh, Sunday, the 25th. At Romeo against Michigan Stars. You've got a home match on October 1st at the Maryland Soccerplex against Albion. I'll be That's going to be Alan. a Got my best tough, friend's wedding. tough, tough match. Who's um, coming up? You've, Stars? Uh, that's Albion. Albion. Oh, yeah. I'll miss you've, that. My uh, Shout out my best friend, Danik. He's getting married. Can't uh, okay. It. Well, the good news is our best friend, Butch, will be there. <laughs> you've got... <laughs> You've got two away matches following that up on the 5th and the 8th. 
So you've got October 1st, 5th, 8th, and 15th. Wow. Um, so wow. the 5th is at Championship Stadium against Cal United. Then you've got the L.A. Harbor College Stadium against L.A. Force on the 8th. And then you end the season with the Syracuse Pulse at the Soccerplex. Okay. So here's what I see in these last handful of matches. I see a win at Syracuse, a win at L.A. I see the end of the season, a win away at L.A., a win at home against Syracuse. Maryland or uh, Michigan, Albion, and Cal United are absolute toss-ups. And that's scary because those could be match weeks where some of the other clubs move up in the PPG. It would be nice to avoid Cal United in the first round. Uh, yeah. we're, I mean, we're not going to see Cal United in the first round because Cal United is going to be at the top of the table. Well, well, it's possible that we slip into six, though. No? Well, they, they get a bye if they're top. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. So okay. as it as it stands, Albion would it would be, be nice be, to avoid Albion. Yeah. Okay. As it stands, you've got Cal and where did the table go? Chattanooga. You've got Cal and Chattanooga on a bye. You've got Albion playing Maryland. You've got Michigan playing Syracuse Pulse. So, yeah. I mean. Syracuse could easily move up in the table. Albion could could easily move up in the table. Um, I, for one, would love to not have to see the Bobcats face Chattanooga in the first round of the playoffs. Neither Chattanooga or Albion. Like I'd rather face Stars. I I, I would Maybe. rather face Michigan. Uh, not only will it be a much more fun game and frustrating game to watch, but it'll I think it'll be another another level to the rivalry that started to develop. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, winning, winning that game, winning that game, especially like a playoff game, that would be fantastic. It would be. Everyone hates Michigan now. And then everybody's you play, always uh, hated Michigan. I guess it would be. Yeah. So then they split it up from there. One, two, three, four, whoever wins those games plays. I, yep. Yeah, I guess it would be surprising at this point if it's not Cal United, Chattanooga 1-2, but Chattanooga, as we discussed earlier, is struggling. So you could see Albion, Albion you could see Stars jump up to two here still. So in this week, you've got September 3rd, you've got a Albion and LA Force. September 4th, you've got Cal United and Chattanooga. The fit, the seventh, you've got Michigan and LA, and you've got Albion and Chattanooga. You could essentially see this weekend Albion win two games and Chattanooga drop two games. Mm. Chattanooga drops two games, they might drop into fourth. They could. Uh, I don't know. They they could. I I'm going to do some quick math. Theoretically. Here. How many games are left for each? Like, we've got six left. How many do we have left? We've got seven left. Seven. seven. Is everybody about seven at this point? Or no, dude. There's Albion teams that game in hands. They didn't change that, any of that. No. Oh yeah, Albion then eleven. Albion's played eleven games. It appears Albion they could are really pole possession or pole position for number two. Then yeah. Oh. And LA's only Wait, at just... twelve. Okay. Does Flower City only have 
two games left. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Flower City's played 472 it's mercy. games. It, it's mercy to them at this point. Get them off the field. Come back next year. Retool and come back, you stinking flowers. Good lucks to you. They stink. <laughs> they stink. Flower City, you stink. But the playoff uh, picture has become very interesting. I like that preview that you just gave, Alex. Yeah. Not happen. So if so if shit hits the fan this weekend, if Chattanooga drops against Cal United and Albion, Ooh. and Albion wins at LA Force and Michigan wins at LA Force, the table goes Cal United, Albion, uh, Michigan. Wow. Chattanooga. How do you figure – how do you know how, how the points per game uh, stuff Because you divide the number of points to the number of games. Okay. Come on now. Okay. It's like miles per hour, Mike. It's miles over time. It's points per game. Points over hey, game. You know, I'm not the only one that doesn't know how the scoring system works now. So Dude, I, was sitting in, I was sitting in the stands talking to uh, talking to Angus, and I was like, this is bullshit. This is a fucking tie. It doesn't mean anything. And I said something about points per game, and Kevin, who is, a, who is traditionally a Portland Timbers fan, turns around and goes, you bastard, it's points per game, not goals per game, because I was calculating – the points as number of goals scored per game. See, yeah, yeah. It's not a scoring system you see every day. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. It's, it's going to be – Like how do you come up with that? Like someone in the NISA office like, oh, I got it, man. I got it. Let's prove I just feel Let's like prove. Ron Gilmore – Ron Gilmore is like sitting there. Prutch is doing a line off Bob Freeland's arm. Like <laughs> it's getting more wild with it. He's doing Ron Gilmore's just sitting there covering his eyes so he can say nothing happened. <laughs> Lawrence Gerard's outside, just laying against the wall, eating pizza, eating pizza, Giving, trying to give free slices out to people that walk by. Do you know who I am? Do you know who New Amsterdam is? And shockingly, We're are you insured by Fruit Street? <laughs> I think we should we should change our front kit sponsor to Fruit Street next year. That would be epic. <laughs> that'd be that'd be hilarious. Be okay, have we more. made it to rants? I think so. Yeah, we're at fifty two minutes, so that that gives us enough time. So I think Jake, I think you're first. Um, I uh, I don't have anything particularly too. Bad on my mind. I will say this, though. I will be missing the game on the 14th. Uh, that is my 10-year anniversary. Nice. Um, Coral, if you do happen to download this, download, subscribe, resubscribe, download again, leave a review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Thank you. Um, <laughs> being married to you is, like, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Thank you for putting up with all my shit. And I love you. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, download, resubscribe. That was real you know, beautiful. What's funny is, uh, I think I did. I say this last episode when uh, me and the other guys that recorded 100 episodes of Rooster in the Villain always used to say like, 
if we die, our lives, are, our wives are going to go back and listen to all these episodes to hear our voice. So, Jake, if you die young, <laughs> I'm going to be like, listen to this. He, he gives you a little shout out, which is fucked up. It's fucked up, but that's what we talked about. Sorry, I just ruined that moment. Completely. I mean, <laughs> and here we go. Shit on everything. So uh, my rant is a three-part rant. Um, three part one, fuck Nike and their ruining of the U.S. men's national team. Uh, we're fielding a beautiful team in a horrible kit. Uh, two, um, if you are homophobic or transphobic or a bigot in general, fuck you. Get out of soccer. Um you don't deserve to be around and you don't deserve to ruin somebody else's self safe space because a lot of people do treat soccer as a safe space. And if you come into a soccer arena, a Twitter sphere, whatever, fuck you for being like that. Um, and three, uh, if the Bobcats pull off a home playoff game in round one, uh, that's my wedding day. Mm. Um, so fuck. Well, there's only one obvious solution to your problem. Have the Evan, Evan marries what? us at center field. Pay, pay the, one of the bridesmaids just to hold up the phone. Felix would yeah. catch the bouquet. You'll need a cutout. Is this the, this is the first game you've missed in a long time. When was the last time you missed a game? Uh, before they went pro. Wow. Well, no. The start of last season. Uh, Is that a chupacabra? (laughs) It is a chupacabra. Uh, I like your chupacabra. My turn for ranty, ranty. Uh, There's going to be an announcement soon, actually, about the World Cup pop-up and something we're all interested in here on this podcast. That's all I got. That's all I got. Well, oh yeah, for that. Yeah, and follow on Instagram at World Cup Pop Up, please, please. If you're into U.S. and international soccer, and just growing the game in America in general, and are in the DMV, just follow it, and I will, and, and reach out because just I'll hook you up if you just reach out. Just reach out. That's all you gotta do. Well, boys, I think it's time to see our. Oh wait, Jake. One more thing. This is uh, I was talking to my brother-in-law who I play with about this um watching watching the game's fun um i need i need more exercise in my life i'm now playing in two leagues go play the game it's so much fun it's exhausting it's fantastic it makes you appreciate it that much more go play the game it's awesome Amen. yep Amen. also um watch on youtube uh mike steenstra skate part re-edit delicious um, now playing in a movie theater or cell phone near you. Um, have a good night, everyone. God bless. And let's go watch some skateboarding. Go Bobcats.